If you ask anyone on the street what the most popular, what the most well-known AI models are, you're going to hear things like ChatGPT, maybe Bard, you hear things like Midjourney. And I think that one area, one company in particular that is not getting a lot of attention is Meta. Meta is a absolute pioneer in the AI space. They've been doing this for a long time. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a major new announcement from Meta, a major new AI model they've just announced that does text and image generation. And we're going to talk about what its implications are, what its innovations are, and how we think this is going to change things up. So without further ado, let's jump into it. I think traditionally there's been a division between AI image generators and AI text generators. Um, you know, we have OpenAI's ChatGPT, which does text, and merging these two capabilities has been a little bit challenging. So despite OpenAI's release of the multi-modular GPT-4 earlier this year, um, it still is something that the industry has struggled with at large. So Meta's new, it's called CM3 Elyon, like, like C-Melon. Um, and that's their new model, essentially aims to bridge this gap by enabling the output and generation of text and images. The tools allows for the creation of captions, also known as image-to-text generation, as well as high-resolution images. Um, I mean, this is kind of funny because they're obviously met as the owner of Facebook and Instagram, so technically on this model you could get it to generate an Instagram image and the caption in one thing, which is kind of funny. Um, but I think a lot of existing... AI image generators on the market like Stable Diffusion and OpenAI's Dolly employ diffusion models to generate images. So this process involves adding and removing Gaussian noise from training data. But in contrast, Meta's approach is completely different. It actually involves supervised fine-tuning, which is a technique used to train text-based transformer models using a data set. Um, and they've actually done this using a data set of licensed images and captions from Shutterstock. So the reason they're able to do the captions for the images is because when all the metadata that they got from Shutterstock, who they, you know, purchased the, the license to use their data set, every image has a caption. So that's kind of interesting. And this allows for the interpretation of really complex text and objects, which results in better alignment with user inputs. So... Meta's researchers emphasized the importance of supervised fine-tuning in training large language models like ChatGPT. However, its application in multi-modular settings has been largely unexplored till now. So the result is a text-to-image generation process that produces, quote-unquote, more coherent imagery that better follows the input prompts. That's according to Meta. So I think to kind of illustrate this capability, the company shared examples of highly compositional images generated by C-Melon based on prompts like a small cactus wearing a straw hat and neon sunglasses in the hair of desert, which to be honest, I saw the image that was generated by that. And it was like, it was accurate, right? It did, it did the thing, but it was, it felt a little bit like Dolly too. It was a, like, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't something like you get out of mid-journey. And so I think a problem we might see right now is that um, with some of these image generators specifically, they're trained on data sets that have, uh, you know, they, they've bought the rights to the data set. They trained them on the data set. Something like mid-journey was trained on everything. And so because it has been trained on literally everything, probably data it wasn't supposed to, um, it has just such a, it, it, the results are so much better. Um, and so sometimes I feel like it might feel like we're taking a little step backwards when we're getting some of these new models, but essentially these new models are going to be essential for, you know, enterprise customers because enterprises are not going to be able to use something that comes out of mid journey um, because of copyright issues and other things like that. So I think 
you know, we might feel like we're taking a step backwards as these models get tuned and built better and uh, kind of go through the process. But eventually, I believe that they'll still be able to achieve the same results as Midjourney. And uh, eventually, we'll have completely copyright free um, images where you own the copyright when you generate it. And it's just as good as Midjourney and better. And it can do, you know, anything you need. I think um, what's really interesting is that this new model by Facebook or by Meta was actually able to generate a really realistic, detailed human hand, which is, of course, a, a problem that these AIs always have is generating hands. C-Melon also excels in text-generated image um, editing. So it's actually surpassing previous models like Instruct, Pix, 2Pix, the tool's ability to really recognize both contextual and visual content allows for what I would say is definitely more accurate and precise editing based on text prompts. So something else that's I think really interesting, Meta recently showcased uh, a feature by demonstrating kind of the text guided image editing using Vimeer's Remount, uh, like Vimeer has a painting that's called Girl with Pearl Earrings and they use that as the initial input and then they uh, started kind of generating images in response to text prompts like, you know, put a pair of sunglasses and you know, she should look like 100 years old. And so they were able to actually manipulate the, the picture itself, which was really cool. Um, in addition to its fairly impressive capabilities, C-Melon stands out for its significantly reduced compute power requirements. This is something I've been saying it since the beginning. This is something that Meta absolutely excels at. You can say what you want about the fact that they haven't released any consumer products yet or, you know, that they're open sourcing a lot of stuff. But Meta consistently puts out... Um, these AI models that are using way less compute power. And I think this is a big step. Like when you do an open source project, you don't want to open source something as powerful as, uh, you know, GPT-4 that took three months to train the thing on, you know, crazy supercomputers and uses a lot of compute. You want this thing to be able to run on the, on the most um, efficient resources possible. And so I think that's something that uh, Meta does really, really good. I think that, um, this achievement holds the potential to promote greater equity in the AI space, an issue that critics have, you know, long highlighted. C-Melon operates on five times less computing power than comparable models. So Meta has actually received a lot of uh, praise for this um, and also for fully licensing its data set from Shutterstock, which demonstrates that exceptional performance can still be achieved using a distinct data distribution from what previous models have relied on, right? Previous models like Midjourney are just scraping every image they can get. So I believe by promoting transparency and kind of sharing their work, Meta's aiming to kind of get this whole collaboration and innovation thing going. Um, they're really, I think over the last few months, they've been introducing a lot of different uh, generative AI features across their platform. Um, and so these include AI generated stickers on Messenger and AI sandbox for Facebook's advertisers. Um, they have an AI powered video generation system. So with C-Melon kind of getting unveiled, I think Meta has showcased its commitment to really just pushing the boundaries of AI and tech, um, unlocking a lot of new possibilities for creation of text and images, while also addressing critical challenges in the field. Um, love them or hate them, I really do believe that Meta has done a good job with uh, the way they are open sourcing things, the way they're going about that, coming up with a lot of really innovative tech, and I really just want them to kind of jump in the field um, and come up with some consumer products. Uh, people have been hinting that that is coming very soon. So that's going to be a really interesting area to follow because if if Meta jumps in the race, we have a Meta, Google, OpenAI slash Microsoft, 
we have some very, very big players. All we'd be waiting for at that point is kind of an Amazon or Apple play to kind of come in. And now we have a lot of really powerful tech competing against each other. And I think that would be incredible for the ecosystem moving beyond uh, essentially just fragmenting as much as possible, commoditizing AI as much as possible. I think amazing things will happen for consumers and we'll get a lot of really great options. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.